What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bros and Consoles podcast, episode 23. My name is Nathan Choquette, and to my right over here, Sonic's number one fan, Michael Panarero. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you live for every, every live week for. now. That's, that's you just, the you only wait thing for I'm it. alive, just to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> every week, you're just like, I want to hear it. I want to hear the words. Just yes. to reassure myself. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you're like, am I Sonic's number one fan? Of course I am. Of course. Is that even a question? <laughs> You just check real quick. You look at your wrist. You're like, yeah, I'm still Sonic's number one I'm, fan. Like my wrist is gonna have like some indication. Yes, you, you grew some blue arm hair or something. <laughs> this blue bruise. Yep, it's it's yep. correct. Still number one. Don't worry. <laughs> but how you been doing, Michael? Pretty good. I hear I hear the sniffs go. Yeah, it's, I woke up this morning. My nose is a little irritated, so uh, it's not never a fun thing. Ooh, that was a that was a. Do you do you want to grab some tissues? No, no, no. I'm you good. Good? good. Okay. Just the like a itchiness inside my nose. Ah, uh, okay. Well, if you're gonna itch it, they can't see. You know. That's true. So so nobody <laughs> cares on the other side. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I am. I think since last week, I am officially done with classes forever. Nice. I only have um, clinic stuff now. And I'll be starting in Fresno in like a couple weeks now. So, yeah, that's what is it? Yeah, two. Yeah, two? actually, yeah. So two weeks exactly. I'll be in Fresno starting my stuff. So pretty. Becoming a doctor. Pretty exciting. <laughs> well, that's still another year out. But. You're basically a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Every it's it's weird. Side tangent. So like it's weird whenever. Um, we have either like like speakers that come in or professors that kind of talk to us and stuff at the very end, and they they refer to us as doctors. It's the weirdest thing. It's just doesn't feel like it's it. well. I I I think because I'm thinking like I don't have my degree yet, so therefore I'm not a doctor, and therefore you guys shouldn't be calling me doctor kind of thing. That's fair, yeah. Like when when patients like um, accidentally like do it because they're unaware that we're like just like interns. Like to them, they're coming to get their eyes checked. So so we're we're doctors because we're performing basically the entire exam. Right. But then like if they if they like go like oh thank you doctor I I don't like correct them I'll be like no 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 just an intern <laughs> just don't intern. worry. But I just like I'm like oh yeah no problem because I know they're thanking just for the help. Right? Yeah. But when like professors and and speakers are like like uh, doctors what do you think I'm just like no please no like <laughs> I don't feel like I've earned it yet I need to I need to finish first and then you can do that. So I I look at it as like who's more of a doctor between you or me oh, you right, are right. so you would be the doctor <laughs> okay fair point fair point there i'll accept that reason yeah <laughs> but you guys came here on this beautiful monday may 6th for video game news can't tell and if it's beautiful because all the shades. that's true we should probably open the windows at some point i'll let you go through this and open the shades real quick <laughs> okay so while michael grabs the the shades and and lets there be light in the room um as you guys know this is the bros and consoles podcast coming to you each and every weekend lately it's been more so on mondays but we're gonna i don't know depending on kind of like how the schedules work that's just kind of what we get sometimes but this week we got some interesting things going on um and we'll get to that in segment two shortly Mm. so first off what are you playing michael what am i playing i've been playing more games than last week nice more games is always better yeah a lot more actually (laughs) so i'll start off with playstation games no xbox again and i really should probably turn that on today it's so dusty (laughs) i know it's really dusty it's okay mine is too though um first one played some more odyssey okay assassin's creed yeah further into that story which Mm -hmm. is i'm gonna 
really have to just cut away piece by piece because it's going to be a long game. Yeah. How how many hours would you guess? So More than far? ten. Okay. I think okay. I, I think I last I checked it was like fourteen or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I have seven out of eighty-four trophies, so oh boy, <laughs> I'm booming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next game I played was Ninjin. Played oh, yeah, some yeah. more of that. It's one of those games where you can just like turn off your brain and just mm-hmm. just keep jumping slash, back in. Yeah. Yeah. And then I played two games of the same genre, which is probably a mistake. <laughs> First one was Nino Kuni Two. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Played a good amount of that. It's the Revenant Kingdom. Revenant Kingdom. Yeah, it's. I enjoy it. I don't know if I like it as much yet as the first Nino Kuni mm-hmm. because they don't have the they don't have the monster or the Pokemon esque aspect to it like the first one did. Oh, you enjoyed that part. I did enjoy that part. Oh, okay. Like collecting the monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one's fun. The story story is very interesting and stuff. Okay. Um, the one thing I don't, I th- it's it seems like an open world, but it it's kind of very linear. Hmm. In that I mean, aspect. I, th- I think Nino Kuni was too. Yeah, right? the Nino Kuni was too, but something about this world feels smaller. Hmm. As if, I'm again not super far into it, so maybe I'll go more places and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's fun. I like it. It's Nino Kuni so far. Nice, nice. Um, next one, Dragon Quest Eleven. Is it? Yep, Eleven. Um, and Echoes of a New Era of an age. Elusive Age. Elusive close. Age. There we go. <laughs> so close. I got the echoes. Um, but this one, this one is really fun. Oh yeah, I'm going to platinum it. Oh god, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. It depends ah. on where it is. But uh, I really like this game. The story, the story is good so far. A little mm-hmm. confusing, but the art is what draws me in the most. Yeah, like the yeah. graphics and stuff. It's very cartoony, but very like clean and smooth. Like the the animations yeah. of the monsters every time you go into battle and stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, and you we you brought it up when I was playing it the one time. The voice acting is very hit and miss. <laughs> Questionable. You, you can't change it to another language, so it's going to be just straight English. Yeah, yeah. Some of the characters are good. Some of the other characters are like, uh, why did you have that accent for that character? Like, uh, mm. who's the blue-haired guy? Eric? Is Eric, that? yeah. His his voice throws me off the most because it's almost like a New Yorker accent mm. a little bit. You can yeah. hear in some words he says. I'm like, uh, I don't like this. But yeah, it's interesting, yeah. All right um my next one uh, the la- actually the last one on the playstation i played was mm. dream daddy oh yeah I played that's right, yesterday yeah. i was looking through games like oh i haven't played dream daddy in a while mm-hmm. and i uh romanced one of the dads you know we were yeah. making out and stuff oh did that actually happen yeah oh okay. they didn't it show just it in text in text like oh, oh gotcha our lips touched and all that stuff when we smile and i'm like oh, oh. awesome so does that gross you out like reading not really that? i mean so are you i guess you are you playing these games as if like you're the dad kind of thing Kind of, yeah. Okay, and that doesn't gross you out. I'm I'm glad they didn't like show it because mm. I've been like, oh, yeah. But the text didn't really bother me, no. Oh, okay, not okay. really. Which is, I'm glad it didn't because then I would have been like, oh man, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if I think about it, like, because I the way I play games is like I put my name as like the character usually and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll like go through the story and in my mind i'm the character and i'm making the decisions and stuff right so then if something like that were to pop up it's like, like oh. you made out with this dad i'm like oh gross <laughs> no i didn't dream choose daddy, that so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's fun I, I got the bad ending for the daughter oh yeah it's really unfortunate <laughs> it's a trophy so I, I i guess that's cool yeah, yeah but i have one two three four five six other dads to make out with so jeez 
We'll see how that goes. So much. Um, and now then, that ha- that is a platinum, right? Yes, I you believe go so. through that one. If the uh, I don't know because um, one of the trophies is um, on one of the mini games. You have to like get a perfect score, and it was that golf one. Do you remember you playing that golf one? Oh yeah, you have to get a hole yeah. in one each time. Mm, and, okay. <sighs> You could probably look up a like guide though, yeah, that shows true. you the exact angles and stuff, right? It's true, but that, that's I think that's where my line is drawn for like platinum getting. Uh, if like I have to go out of my way and like look things up, and then it becomes tedious, I'm like, ah, uh, this yeah. takes away the fun a little bit for me. Yeah, but uh, uh, those are all the PlayStation ones. But I played two games on the Switch. No, one game actually, mm. and that's uh, Valhalla. Oh yeah. So good. so good so good very simple like you're making drinks but the dialogue and the customers coming in and the story that you're building and stuff mm-hmm. super good it's like you're playing it's basically a visual novel yeah yeah it's a visual novel type yeah so that one's gonna be a game that takes most of my time when i play the switch for yeah, sure okay okay <laughs> but yeah i think that's about it wait you said two games for the switch what was i the thought i one? um i remember i opened up breath of the wild but i didn't play it i oh. was like ah oh, no <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> the constant cycle yeah, of is. I open it and don't play it. <laughs> it's all every system I do that with. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Sometimes I'm watching you and I'm like, I'm like, I see you go into a game and then close it out and then go into another one and close it out. I'm like, Michael, just pick one. I, I, I gotta just I, beat I'm one. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play this game and then the screen pops. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to do this and this. Like, no, I'm gonna exit out of this. <laughs> Got the decision paralysis. Going I, on. I do. It's real bad. <laughs> man, how do you think I feel? <laughs> so bad. I, I hate that stuff. <laughs> But oh, nice! That's yeah. a lot. Of, that's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, Michael. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. What about you? <laughs> um, I have played several games. Also, I don't have them listed out in like by system. Mm-hmm. I could do it in my head, but the um, I'll, I just go through in the order that I play them. Right. So um, I platinum Uncharted Four. Nice. So finally got that out of the way. Deal. <laughs> now I can bust out a whole bunch of trophies, which I've started to do, and it feels so good. Oh, I- because I've, I've just it's like i've it's like i've been backed up you know what i'm saying in like terms right, of like i need to yeah. i need to get these trophies but i can't because 150 has to be uncharted 4 and right. it's decided right because I, I was like a, otherwise it could be shovel knight but um it's no it's too late <laughs> but so now i i have finished the platinum layer and i just started busting out other other trophy things um the one after i played uh just a little bit of katana zero okay that's kind of um, kind of how you talked about Breath of the Wild. I, I jumped in, played it for a little bit, but I didn't have a lot of time, so I was just like, okay. I, I did like a few like dialogue stuff, and then I had to jump out. I didn't actually get to play another level. Okay. But the the story's going interesting places, so I gotta I gotta hopefully see what happens there. Um, I played a little bit uh, of something new that I haven't played in. Hmm, I want to say, how old am I now? Um, 20, I'm 27. I want to say I haven't played this since I was like, ah, let's say for like 20 years, maybe. Oh, okay. okay. I can see where this is going. Yeah. So I, I turned on, um, the switch and because I have the, uh, free, what is it? Uh, what do they call it? Nintendo online? online? Is that just what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no fancy name for it. Nope. Just okay. straight, simple Nintendo online. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So I turned on the, the app for that and jumped into uh, the Super Mario from the NES. Oh, yeah. So I played a little bit of that and I was like, oh, okay. I, I think when I played that way back in the day, I only ever played like a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe World like 1-1 and then I think 1-2 or something where you're in like the underground oh, stuff. Okay, yeah. But uh, I was playing through it a little bit here. 
found some kind of weird, crazy warp zone thing and warped ahead to like world three something. Oh, dang. And I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on. I'll take that. <laughs> and then I think I ended up like dying eventually. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I, I was, I was done. I was, it was right. just a little bit of time. Right. Um, oh yeah. I'm surprised that all the games they have, not surprised, but there's a lot of options to choose from on that. Yeah, you know, yeah. The Indiana store. One thing I've noticed that's weird though is like they'll have the same option more than once. Yeah, one one is the original game, and then the next option will be like a special. It has like a tag that's a special, and that oh, will be okay. um, the original game, but with all the per- perks and power ups from the beginning of the game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So they'll have that for yeah. Metroid, and then they have that for Zelda. Uh, okay. They have that for another one, but I can't think of Ninja Gaiden. I think. Okay, that makes sense. Because I think I think one of the ones I st- I guess I I guess I didn't put it on here. I started up the um, Legend of Zelda. Mm. I think it was just like the first one, and I was and I was it was jumped in and just immediately had a bunch of stuff, and I was like I don't know what's going on, yeah. so I just exited out, didn't play it for like more than like a minute or something. I don't even think I left the first screen. I was just okay. like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> but um, after that, I, w- I played actually like a bunch of Switch this this past week. That's good nice. to hear. Which uh, I guess. A little bit weird because I I played more games on the Switch maybe than well I'll just say I played I played more games on the Switch than usual I should oh, say okay um so I played uh one called Mercenary Saga Chronicles okay. so it's it's a um it's, called, it's like a collection of three games right and it's uh strategy RPG it's like oh. the the blocky tactics kind of feel i was gonna look it up and i'm like oh, okay yeah I, I figured i figured i'd get there before you looked it up and be like oh that kind <laughs> but um i was just trying it out it's a fun game i like the the gameplay so far it's reminding me a little bit of uh stuff like hoshigami and oh, stuff that's like cool. that on the, the playstation um uh, but the the characters i think one thing that i was normally it doesn't it probably wouldn't bother me because i'm not looking at it very often but um whenever they have uh text to these kind of games right they have the character face next to it mm-hmm and normally I'm too busy reading the text to actually pay attention to the faces, but I wanted to see what the characters looked like and stuff. Right. And it was throwing me off because each time a character would talk, it's just like one face. They don't change expressions. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's a very like indie game kind of thing feeling. But um, yeah, so it's just like one one serious face. Not, I mean, the mouths don't move. It's just like, oh, really? it's like a static face, basically. But um, the mouth doesn't move and it's just like one... Michael's about to sneeze. Nope. It's just one constant like facial expression for every single character. Okay. So even if there's like some kind of like joking around or like emotion going on, if I happen to like glance at the character, there's just like deadpan face going on over there. <laughs> so it's a it's little bit, a little bit jarring. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna not look at these people from now on and just read. And it's it's pretty good. That's cool. Um, then uh, one that that you read last night um, on the the sheet that I had. The, uh, I turned on Breath of the Wild. Okay. Okay. So start. <laughs> so I turned it on. And I was like, I'm going to play a little bit of this because um, what's called one of my classmates um, saw me playing the Switch at our, what kind of ceremony was that? Some kind of just like luncheon ceremony thing that we had. It's like a, an award ceremony. Okay. Um, and she saw me playing it and she came over and she's like, hey, what you playing? And, I, and I, at the time I was playing, um, I wasn't playing Zelda, I was playing Katana Zero. And I was like, oh, I'm just playing this. And she's like, oh, yeah, like I, the only only one that I kind of like know is like Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, that's such a good game. She's like, yeah, I play that all the time. And so when she was saying that, I was like, man, I should go back and play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and turned it on, I think, at the hotel this weekend or something. And turned it on, started it up, and jumped into my old save. And 
was kind of just like looking around and I'm like, hmm, I don't really remember what I'm doing or how to play and stuff. Oh, no. So I pretty much just jumped out. And I think what I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to, when I, when I get back to it, I'm going to just play through the whole thing and I'm going to start over. Smart. I don't think I'm super do. far. I'm trying to remember where I was last time. I think the farthest thing I remember doing was going and fighting the um, the version of Ganon that is taken over like the elephant. Right? Oh, the and, desert. Uh, the, the, oh, wait. No, sorry. Not the desert. Is it the... Oh, the elephant's which the water one? one. The water. Yeah, 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 the... the Zora. Zora. There we go. Uh, so over there, I remember doing that section. And I think after that, I was just exploring and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm just going to start over because I'm not super far and just going to go from there. Just like just just brand new. That way I can explore and I'll know exactly where I've been and what right. I haven't done and stuff. Oh man, God. <laughs> yeah, you're making me want to jump into Breath of the Wild. I'm, I actually do it, play. Finish the game, Michael. I know. See what you can do. We can both start over. Oh my God, I'm starting over <laughs> until I beat the, this playthrough. <laughs> I need to get the motorcycle and then oh, that's right, I'll yeah. go to again. <laughs> now that was from that's the DLC. The DLC. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you buy the DLC stuff? Yeah. Oh okay okay. I have. See, man, you got that DLC. You got everything in the game. I do. Basically. I you just do. Gotta play it's, it. it's it's so hard though because I have the I'm at the last part because the DLC is it's not really a spoiler. You start off yeah. and the champions DLC stuff. Yeah, you you get an item that's a one hit kill for you and the enemy. Oh, so you have to go to yeah. different things, and once you feel that, you have to get four shrines from each beast, uh, and then okay. you have to find three locations within those shrine things. So I've got all of them except the last one. Oh, okay. But you have to fight. It's this big, um, it's the sand monster. Have you found that sand monster? Mm, I haven't seen the sand monster, I don't think. We I'm assuming it's some kind of worm or yeah, something. Yeah, big okay. worm desert creature. Yeah. So, And then uh, you have to graboid. fight a final boss, and then you get the motorcycle. Just, uh, okay. Just, uh, just got to do it, man. I know. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> you have these games that just keep stacking up, and it's just like you, you're stopping right at the end point and just like, all right, another game now. I'm going to beat two games today. Oh, all right. That's two a games. declaration. Which ones? Do you know? Not, no idea. One will be Yakuza 6. I was, I was going to say, I, I assume one is Yakuza 6. Yes, because I'm okay. right there. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's see what the other one is. Breath Persona of the Wild. 5. <laughs> okay, two different <laughs> things there. <laughs> that would be, Breath of the Wild would probably be you're, easier than Persona yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty far from Persona 5, aren't I you? I think I'm near, like, maybe the middle. Oh, yeah, maybe. that's pretty far. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge game. Yeah, man, uh, just just jump in, Breath of the Wild, defeat Ganon. You know? uh, we'll see. Some people did it in thirty minutes. You I could know. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> no, I mean like you could do it like now because you're so now. far. That's true. Right. Yeah, easy, easy, thirty minutes. Easy yeah, easy. But let's see. After so after that, that was barely like any time playing that. I think I went in and blew up a box or something and moved things around with my magnet, and I was nice. like, all right, I got to start a new game. I can't, I can't do this. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> um. So I turned on the PlayStation. Mm. Uh, actually, I was doing it on the Vita first and then came back from the hotel and turned on the PlayStation and did it there. No, wait, no, that's wrong. I did it on the PlayStation first and then did it on the Vita. Okay. Um, game called Zeropedian Invasion, the one that looks like a Galaga knockoff. Oh, okay. Via um, publisher Radalika Games. Yeah, I knew, knew what you're getting that for. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So got a, got a couple Platinums there. Nice. Just knocked them out. I'm going to have to knock it out on my other account sometime later. So I can delete it for for sure off the PS4 and stuff. Okay. I mean, it's it's a small download. I guess I could just re-download it, but I'm lazy like that. That's fair. Um, but the let's see the the biggest game that I wanted to talk about that I started playing. Um, 
it's a game that we talked about last week on the Switch, and we said it. I, oh, sorry, I was saying it looked really cool. had a had a cool name for characters in there. Um, Shadows of Adam. Oh, okay. Or the world's named Adam. Yeah. So I think I, I might have misspoke. I think the, not the world is named Adam. The town that you started. Oh, is named okay. Adam, okay. Right? But um, I started playing it. I think I'm like two, somewhere between two and three hours into it and stuff. Um, really enjoying the art style. Like I've, I've now I get to see the art in motion and everything, mm-hmm. and it's everything I was kind of describing. Like the characters like move forward, and they have really cool like animations for their special attacks. Okay. Um, I, I like the the battle system where you can just do regular attacks, and um, instead of a uh, kind of like an MP bar, you have an AP bar, right? And it's uh, action points kind of thing. Okay. So um, when you use skills or magic, right, it uses up a percentage of the bar, and it tells you like on the skill how much it's going to use up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always start, I guess, yeah. If you if you go and rest it in, in, right, you have full health and then 100% AP. Right. Um, you use a skill and it tells you it's going to use up like 40% of your AP. Okay. Right? And after each complete round of like you you guys attacking and the monsters attacking, um, your AP is filled in by 15%. So it's like a management of like your health plus the AP if you're using skills and stuff. And there are interesting like uh, skills that don't take up any AP but let you recharge more AP than normal. So if you use okay. it, uh, let's see, for the, the first guy, uh, your your main character, Kellen, mm-hmm. um, basically it has the effect of um, it's a parry. So if someone attacks you, you have a chance of a counterattack. Okay. And you also, I think, gain like a moderate increase to your attack on the next turn kind of thing. And then there's there your other characters um, have like similar kinds of things like uh, Azrael's, I think it's her name, Azrael. She is your... Kind of like, kind of sister. You guys aren't related, but she and you have like known each other and grown up together and stuff for most of your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's able to use magic, and basically like her thing is like a channel ability. So again, each each of these passive skills give you an extra thirty percent rather than fifteen at the end of the turn. Okay. So it's a way to like bring it back up if you need to be able to use skills like healing or just like large attacks that like hit everything stuff like that right um but the interesting thing about the the world is that um in adam right everything is relatively kind of like nestled away like you guys are kind of like isolated within a large forest area Mm -hmm. and apparently um and this is the real beginning of the game stuff um the townspeople are kind of like um i don't want to say crazy but they're kind of crazy. Okay. Right? Like they they like are bad kind of crazy? Uh not entirely, but it's like they're panic struck, right? So like um this this force that they I think they call like the what was it? It's it's basically like a small like area nearby that I uh, I think it's called the Tangle. And basically it's these like large purple vines, like really huge vines, like mm. monstrous size, right? That are slowly working their way up to where Adam is at. Okay. And the townspeople all think that um, this stuff is happening because of the girl, um, Azrael, that lives in the town. Like, she's she's not from Adam. And I'm just going to be straight with you guys. We lost a whole bunch of recording right there. That is for sure. <laughs> it's much easier than trying to have to figure out and listen to 20-something minutes of us talking to figure out exactly what we said and what we didn't say. <laughs> um, but... 
let's see. We were talking about Shadows of Adam. Yeah. Right? I was explaining stuff about the game. And uh, I'll kind of make a long story short here. The townspeople think Azrael is bad, right? They're kind of doing like a lynch mob to kind of get her. They're kind of trying to force her out of town mm. and basically force her into the area they call the Tangle. And Kellen goes, stands up for her because they're also holding back um, their guardian, um, Lydia or something like that. And that actually might just be, is it Liddy? I don't know. Lydia, now that I'm thinking about it, Lydia is definitely the character in Skyrim. I don't know if it's also a character we'll go in with Lydia. Shadows of Adam. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll have to correct it next week. But um, what's it called? Uh, so they're trying to get um, Azrael into the tangle. Um, they end up eventually coming to like a just like ragtag consensus of like, oh, like us three agree that you guys should all, like both go. Like Kellen and Azrael should go down to the tangle to fix what's going on here. There's also an old man who's like a real idiot and he's trying to like incite things by saying like he saw um, Kellen's father's ghost and he was saying yeah. that um, Azrael was being called by the ghost and that that's how he knows that everything's uh, everything's bad and it's all her fault. There's old people in there. Yeah. Right? Cynicalism. Yeah. Right One of the, cynicism? Cynicism, something like that. Yeah. Just their their senility, you know? senility. <laughs> three versions of one. <laughs> well, one of them being senile, the other one being <laughs> being cynics about things. But um, yeah, so basically, you guys end up going down into the tangle, and that's kind of where the adventure starts, where you get to take control and everything like that. But um, I've met one other character that's joined the party named Curtis, big mm. old black, basically wrestler slash monk dude, Mark Henry. Something like that. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but I like all the character kind of like interaction with each other. They're very um, fluid in their interactions. It, it seems like they're just talking like regular people. Mm. They'll like make like, Kellen will make random bad jokes. And Azrael is just kind of like, oh, brother, this again kind of oh, thing. Bro- <laughs> she, yeah, she actually says that multiple times. Oh, just like, oh, geez. brother. But, um, oh, that's one other thing that I didn't mention before that I really like. Um, when, because this is a... Kind of like, um, I think it's it, because it's more of a kid-friendly kind of game. Mm. Um, the main character, Kellen, when he um, swears, he says snakes instead of the S word. So, like, he'll just be like, ah, oh, snakes. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll fall through a bridge or something and be like, ah, oh, snakes. And he just falls there. Oh, and snakes. <laughs> so, I really enjoy that. Check. It's really fun. I like listening <laughs> to that or reading it. But um, so far, the... Um, Curtis is very mysterious. Like, we don't really know what his intentions are. Azrael's kind of suspicious of him. And Kellen's just kind of wants to... Basically, he's trying to go out and find um, his dad because he believes his dad's still alive. Mm. And um, what's called it? He he was very defensive against the old man whenever the old man say he saw um, his dad's ghost telling him about, like, Azrael and stuff. And Kellen's just like, don't talk about him like that. He's not dead. He's alive somewhere. But um, Kellen's mom is dead. Oh. Not really a spoiler. It's in the beginning still, and um, yeah, basically it's like he's he's kind of all by himself. He only has Azrael in the village with him, and then they're they're kind of like pseudo guardian Lydia, we'll say. And um, <laughs> watch it be like Michelle or something. <laughs> it definitely starts with an L. I remember that, but um, yeah, a lot of fun so far. The music is really good. It's it's very um, reminiscent of like old RPGs, mm. and. I'm trying to remember if I talked about the fighting system already. Fighting, yeah, I think did. I did. The fighting system is very good, though. Just, yeah. it's it feels good. It looks good. Like all the monsters, 
are interesting to look at. And then there'll be like some random boss monsters that look like older monsters and then they transform kind of oh, thing. And it's just like, oh, fun. you're you're gross <laughs> you're and gross. way cool. But, <laughs> yeah, really fun so far. The I think the my favorite part of it is the um, really like deep lore that they're kind of building in there. So I'm going to keep going through that and figure out what's kind of going on there. That's cool. And only other two that I have played um, this week. Uh, I played a game called Alteric. It's a... Plat- tough platformer by the I believe by the team that made um, Thomas was alone mm. because Thomas is a Easter egg inside the game at That's like cool. what is that uh, level like twenty seven or something in there. Um, you only have to go up to level thirty. Actually, I think is that that might be the entire game now. That I think about it. Um, 30, 30 levels in the game, right? If you play all the levels and find the Easter eggs and stuff like that, um, the only other trophy cleanup things is like dying a certain number of times. Um, jumping a certain number of times because that's the only thing you can do is jump in the game. Mm. And then um, switching between worlds when you unlock that ability. But another another fun game. Pretty difficult game. I had to play for a couple hours last night to finish the platinum there. And it, it is took a platformer, a so... <laughs> yep, yep. But it, it's it's also just because the... Um, it's... Uh, like the the difficulty of the platforming is like... It's very precise platforming. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't get a whole lot of like leeway in these things. So it's the last, I'll say like last eight levels get very challenging. And I'm just like, man, I'm like ramming my head against the wall over here <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to get past this area. But I eventually figured it out and got it. So Dang. All, all in the past now. And now I can delete the game. There you go. <laughs> Forget about matters. it forever. Yep. <laughs> and then um, play a little bit of Tekken 7 this morning. Yeah. So that. jumping into some fighting game fighting goodness. Games. Those freaking fighting games are hard. <laughs> they are hard. That is true. I, I realized partway into it, because um, you saw me kind of like doing like a gauntlet kind of mode. They call it treasure mode. Mm. And it's basically just round or match after match kind of thing. You just keep playing until you lose. Right. And I realized I was playing with, um, so I, I, I played it with a character named Jin. Jin, okay. And I thought I was playing it with a different character because I, I had just been in practice mode, right? Like I was doing some trophy stuff inside there. Right. And trying out different characters and then um, played it with, I believe I believe his name is Lars. Lars. There's another character named Lars and he's not what I imagined. I thought he was going to be like a... You know, like a wrestler kind of character or something. Something something very American. Yeah, like Lars Sullivan. Yeah, just like that guy. Yep. But uh, <laughs> but when I when I chose him, he, he looks more like a ninja. Oh. And he's got like spiky anime hair and stuff. That's weird. Very strange. I think he spoke English. I had the volume kind of low, so I couldn't hear it entirely. Mm. But um, he's much faster in his movements. And I picked a Jin because I was thinking of Lars as I was starting out. And then realize quickly that Jin is a lot slower in his movements. Uh, so I was having to jump between like a jump kick and like a low kick kind of thing, just back and forth to make sure I knocked people out quick enough. Right. And you probably saw a little bit of that as I was playing it. But um, yeah, I'm going to have to go through treasure mode again and play as Lars this time because I think he's much faster and it'll be much easier. There you go. Or Yoshimitsu. Or Yoshimitsu. Either yeah. one. Can't go wrong with him. That's true. But now it's weird. He's like a... Like obviously Tekken Seven's an old game now. It's like a year or two old. But um the Yoshimitsu I remember from old Tekken games is like a skeleton dude and he has like a banner in the back of oh, him. He's yeah. like he's supposed to be like a like a samurai, right? Mm. 
but um, now he's some kind of weird alien thing, That's which I don't know what's going on. They haven't explained it, and I'm, I haven't played far enough into the story mode to figure it out. Looking up his story slightly, because he's also in Soul Calibur, and I wanted to see... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, oh Originated God. from Tekken, and they brought him into Soul Calibur. It's so weird and yeah. convoluted. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like all fighting games. You know? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot of fun, though. I'm, just, mm. I'm slowly getting trophies. I am... 125 points away from level 41 nice so i gotta get some more trophies to ring out that nice new level and then can start some more platinum games you know you want to trade because you can have my 5,000 plus that i still need to do <laughs> no way man i'm telling you just jump on some red like a game oh totally you'll be, you'll be next are you 17 right now or 18 17 so you'll be level 18 in no time oh no time you know? <laughs> i'll be 18 by the time we get back from fresno but that's <laughs> even then asking no no you can do it that's only like five platinums. You're fine. <laughs> double what I have. <laughs> Are you at five now or six? Five. Oh, okay. There you go then. Easy. Just double it. Double it. Just gotta like each ride like a game. Game right is like two platinums basically. Right. Right. One on the PS4, one on the Vita. Oh, so totally. just buy two of <laughs> buy three of those and you got six platinums. Boom. Easy. Easy. So easy. Totally. Totally not do that. <laughs> You said you got your, your 3,000th trophy recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very bittersweet trophy. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> it was the, the, the bad trophy. dad one. I didn't know it was my 3,000th, and it was world's okayest dad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's that's how that's how you want to be remembered. Yep. World's most okayest dad. Bad ending for your daughter and dream daddy. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. That's not a sign of the future. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'll be fine. You just got to just go in. Once you go in platinum dream daddy that'll be one of them that you need mm, right that won't be that's that's not gonna happen today probably not oh but michael so eventually easy. it's so easy though we'll see because we'll you can skip through dialogue and stuff yeah right? i can speed it up and stuff oh yeah do that we'll just see. just skip through the dialogue get to the stuff you haven't seen and then platinum easy we'll see <laughs> <laughs> that means no guys. yeah that means that <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all the stuff that we've played. Mm -hmm. Let's go straight into the broken year report. What is that? What is that one this time? Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, that's what that was. I didn't know what that was. I was gonna do yellow card again. I was like, ah, nah, change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people who didn't know, he sang a yellow card song earlier, yeah. and we we got copyright struck, and that's we why the, we lost the audio. They they were real quick about they that. They were super fast. <laughs> they just reached through the computer and slapped us. Yep. I only did half of it, which is weird. That's true. Yeah. Luckily, he didn't sing the words, but they they caught real quick. Yeah. You know? Why well, I did sing the words after? Oh, that's why they caught it. <laughs> yeah. no, no wonder why we lost all that audio. Man, just, it. it makes so much sense. <laughs> so. <laughs> This week we have a total of seven stories, and that's a lucky number, Michael. That is a very lucky number. That's 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 why we're gonna have seven stories from here on out, probably. Just kidding. No, we won't. I'm not gonna count them in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, number one this week we have um, coming from Polygons. No, sorry. I originally I should say I originally grabbed it from Polygon and then um, tracked it down to the origin story. Um, so, came from Kotaku, um, Cecilia D'Anastasio. Mm -hmm. um, the story over there is that um, Riot employees are planning a walkout, and mm. the updated, it's not updated story, but the a second story on Kotaku um, that came on today is that the walkout is actually planned for today. 
So I'll kind of go a little bit background first, then go into the updated stuff. Um, but basically what's kind of going on over there, um, there's kind of been a long history of news coming from or coming related to Riot Games and their kind of workplace toxicity, um, gender discrimination and sexual harassment and all the bad things, all the bad things. Right. Um, was that that's the. I think one of the, the one of the worst things I remember hearing is the um, bathroom stalls where oh, yeah. in the women's restroom where they're yeah, writing they supporting messages for each other and it's just like oh gosh this is this is, this is bad if this is going on like that but um, the the kind of story thing that that the whole thing's about the whole walkout's about is that um, out of the five employees that were pursuing um, legal action against um, the company. Um, two of them have been forced into arbitration, which is a third-party person kind of coming in and arbitrating or, like, uh, being, like, the judge between, like, the entire thing. They kind of set the um, settlement or, like, uh, terms of settlement kind of things between the two parties. Mm-hmm. And then once that's dealt with, then it's it's done. You can't take any other legal action after that. Right. Um, but the people that have been forced into arbitration and possibly even the, the ones that haven't yet been forced into it um, because of things that were signed when they joined the company. Um, they think that it's still grounds for some kind of like actual legal action, like inside of a, a court of law mm-hmm. rather than outside of court. So the um, walkout, and this is now coming from some of the um, newer stuff, the walkout today is they're kind of estimating like a, a hundred or so people walking out from the company. And I, I actually don't know how big the company is, but a hundred's a, a, a lot of people. And I think they're actually saying it's the, um, if it's, if it's that size, it'll be like the largest, um, kind of like event like this in video game history, Dang. which is like, man, sucky, sucky to hear because bad news in terms of like, these kinds of records which yeah. is which is awful like mm-hmm. these kinds of things shouldn't shouldn't have gotten this far but they have and so um i believe um kotaku who and i assume cecilia possibly um are going to be down there kind of reporting on the, the on the scene as the things kind of go on during the walkout mm-hmm. um luckily as we kind of talked about earlier that people listening haven't heard um <laughs> the company has already said that um, people who participate in the walkouts won't be um targeted by like retaliation from the company so they don't have to fear for their jobs and security and whatnot like that um but the main concern of the um employees like taking part in the walkout is that they they want to be heard by the the company they they feel like the higher-ups have not been um budging from like their their current stance on the entire issue and mm-hmm. so they they want some actual kind of like outcome to change because of today's walkout so i hope yeah so we'll, we'll wait and hear what happens over there and probably report back sometime next week mm-hmm. but moving on to number two over here we have a interesting news about game that we both almost played <laughs> michael's laughing because he knows what i'm talking about now <laughs> But um, apparently uh, there's a mod out, and I think it's actually just for the Wii U. If I look That's at it, so weird. I, okay, I'll, I'll get in, I'll get into a little bit after that. But um, a mod for Breath of the Wild, um, Zelda game on the Switch, and also the Wii U, um, that lets you play the entire game in first person. It's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool sounding. So coming from Patricia Hernandez on Kotaku, um, 
So I think so now now going back to what I was going to talk about there, I think I saw I want to say on Amazon or some site recently that um, there was a Nintendo Labo VR headset mm. that you could buy and then I assume like attach the switch to the front kind of thing. It looks like it's one of those ones where like, you know, like the, the phone is put on the front of a yeah. VR headset in quotes. Um, but it looks like you do that with the Switch, and then I assume that you could do it in first person there, too, if they bring that over. But as, as I think in the story, it talked about a mod being on the Wii U. Yeah, it says the mod can be on, enjoyed on the Wii U, which has had modding for a long a long while, and the Switch. Oh, and, and the Switch. Oh, okay, go. okay, that's good. Here. Yeah, so you can do it on the Switch, too. So I assume the, the VR thing just makes it even more real. Looking. Yeah. But uh, we were kind of talking earlier about um, games that we would like to see in first person and even games that we would prefer to play in third person. And stuff. We struggled we at first. Struggled at first, but I think now we have more cohesive thoughts about it. Yes. So what kind of, what games would you like to see in first person that, that um, are currently third person? That are currently third person. Uh, the one I mentioned, I talked about they did it with The Witcher, mm-hmm. but you can't really play in it. You just walk around and view the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, mentioned God of War. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to see. Kratos' big fists. Yeah. Punching dudes from, from your perspective. Throwing the axe and catching it and stuff I think would be cool. That would be pretty fun, mm-hmm. yeah. But I also, because we were trying to think of other games that do do it well, other than like shooters, because I feel like the first person genre is mostly for shooters and mm-hmm. and um, horror games, because you want to be enthralled in that and all that stuff. But uh, um, the one game that, that we did think of that does do it very well is dying light oh yeah yeah dying light does first person really well because that the parkour the even the the i feel like dying like the 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 gameplay the fighting mechanic is isn't it's the best part of the game it's a little yeah yeah it's it kind of feels yeah it kind of feels like skyrim but like i, I would say dying light feels better just because it's a newer game yes but yeah i, I know what you're talking about there if if, if it's kind of like that then that would be cool and I'm I'm kind of there's a video that's posted on it of some dude on YouTube that did the first person. Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't actually watch the video that has like a ten minute clip of it, and it it looks it looks cool. Yeah. It, did it, you, did you? I assumed you kind of scanned through it. Did you see any like actual combat in there? Or was yeah, it it's, just... it's it's like you don't see the bow or the sword. The, oh. the, the creature comes real close to you, and you're like, do, 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 and then. They die. Oh, okay. So like. you're you're pressing the buttons, but you don't get to see anything happening. It doesn't look like it. And okay, when you do okay. like your your um, power stuff, like your magnet and your gravity mm. thing, it goes back to third person. Oh. And then you control it, and then when you're done with it, it zooms back in. Oh, that's kind of which is weird. very interesting. Yeah, that's a weird choice. Yeah. But I assume it's just too difficult to make it all for first person like that. True. But who knows? Maybe it's if it's like a free mod, then yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I, I assume I assume it's not free. Yeah. None, none of this stuff is probably, <laughs> no, probably free. Not. <laughs> but the one I think one that that we talked about that I I um, mentioned was the um, seeing an Assassin's Creed game mm, in first person. Yeah. That, that's how we got on the topic of dying light. Yeah. But um, yeah, seeing an Assassin's Creed game in first person I think would be a really cool. That would be cool. Like new experience for there because I mean third person Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we talked about Skyrim. I kind of mentioned how Skyrim doesn't feel good when you play it in third person, mm-hmm. or at least not to me. Like it just, it kind of feels like my attacks go through things yeah. rather than hitting stuff. But um, in first person, it looks like things connect well, and I, I, th- I feel like that's kind of the way the game is meant to be played—is first right. person. I agree. 
but um assassin's creed has always kind of been like it it feels okay in third person but i think it it's one of those games that could feel yeah feel good as well in first person especially with like the the parkour like you get to see if it was kind of modeled like dying light then you get to see the the hands and legs going over things and stuff and you get to feel like you're actually running through crowds and things Mm -hmm. in assassin's creed i feel like that would be kind of fun that would be really cool yeah but who knows? Ubisoft, take that idea. Run give, with give it. it to you for free. Run uh, with it free? in know. first person. Give us some money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael keeps asking for money for things. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys, just take it. Run with it in first person. We'll talk later about this. All right. <laughs> but um, going on into number three here, which has to do with, um, do you remember when we talked about the Madbox? A while oh, back. The, that the new console. Yeah, yeah. Planned for, I think it's planned for like a few years from now or something. Yes. Um, so they they kind of um, coming from um, slightly mad studios, so they talked about they want the console to be uh, the people who made like Project Cars and stuff. Right. Um, they want the console to be competitive with um, upcoming console hardware and whatnot, um, and then. They were saying it, it it should be basically like a souped up PC mm-hmm. kind of thing. So kind of kind of the, kind of the direction that like Xbox and PlayStation have been going for a while now. Right. Um, but apparently um, there is word now in this article from James Bachelor on GamesIndustry.biz that um, the studio has withdrawn their trademark f- trademark for the Madbox, and it's because there is apparently a let me get to it here. There's a French casual games company that's already called Madbox. Oh. Yeah, which is disappointing. <laughs> I feel like they should have looked that up before they <laughs> named the console Madbox. Yeah. I think I, I I kind of just assume that if they if they typed into Google, like like because this is how I would do it, right? I would go to Google and just type in like, okay, like, mad space box, and then see if anything pops up. And if nothing pops up, then I'm like, okay, it doesn't exist. So yeah. we can name it this. Um, the the studio, or I guess the other side of the studio, the company, is mad box with no space. It's just, like, all one word. Mm-hmm. One chunk of word there. But um, I assume that may not come up in, like, a, just a casual Google search if you're putting spaces where everything should be. Right. As, like, how they're trying to call the, the console. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so because of because of the opposition from um, what's called the company Madbox, they the firm there was kind of arguing that the, um, here they have a quote here that there exists a likelihood of confusion on the part of the public, so people are going to confuse the the Madbox for this company that no one's heard of called Madbox. Right? So. Like, what is this? <laughs> So that's that's unfortunate. But yeah, it just means they got to go back to the the drawing board on the the naming scheme for the console whenever it does decide to come out. Mm-hmm. See, I have an issue with uh, I don't want to say an issue, but slight problem with like things like that, like trademarks and stuff. Oh yeah, it's an issue that arose. I can't remember and I can't find it now. If it was either the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Pirates, but they were going to put like a sticker or a patch on their helmet or jersey. That said, PGH, Pittsburgh, and the area code, where they're at. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But apparently, there's a 
clothing company, I think it was a clothing company in Pittsburgh um, that has the area code on their store name. And uh, they're like, okay. no, you can't use that. Oh, but I'm like, it's an area code. It's the area code <laughs> of Pittsburgh. Why? Yeah. It's so... Was, so was their trademark the same thing? It was PGH and the area code kind of mm-hmm. stuff? Ah, uh, okay. I'm like, oh, it's, they're not... Uh, that and, whole yeah, issue is just sucks. another separate thing. But <laughs> reminded me of that. Yeah, no, yeah. I can I can see that one a little bit just because like if their company is trying to be famous for that brand, then yeah. it's like, well, you guys are stealing it from us you stealers <laughs> they're not called stealers so they steal because they steal they're not industry. called stealers for nothing you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh-huh. Funny. but yeah so that's that's a that's an unfortunate thing maybe now they'll have a um contest about renaming the mad box because they had one before about finding a slogan i assume they found something mad boxes oh jeez. <laughs> so do it do it do it backwards zob <laughs> Zob day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to name this thing. But, I mean, the, the, the logo is, like, a weird-looking, like, it, it reminds me of, like, a flea. Like, when you see um, fleas in, like, cartoonized versions, like, on TV and stuff. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of, like, gross bugs like that. So I'm just like, I don't know what you're going to call this thing. Like, the the logo is already a mystery to me, so I'm just like, wow. I know it's the logo for the, the studio, I believe, but I'm just like, I have no idea what 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 is going on there no so i guess we'll we'll eventually find out something about this if it ever comes into fruition apparently right there's also this is not something i'm going to pull up but um there's a story on gamesindustry.biz also by matthew handrahan that titled just uh, says that uh, google stadia caused investors to walk away from slightly mad's console which is also bad news from the sounds of things oh jeez. so who knows maybe poor, maybe we poor, won't see it poor team oh, man. <laughs> i think we all we all kind of expected it's going to be tough to jump into a console market anyways yeah but yeah i forgot about google stadia yeah so did i <laughs> i'm just i just assume it doesn't exist in my mind because <laughs> it doesn't matter to me <sighs> but yeah so that's that's something we'll we'll kind of wait and see about what's going on over there mm-hmm. but going into number four we have um do you remember the team called psionics no. now i'm sure you remember the game they made called rocket league yes yeah and now now the memory <laughs> now is triggered <laughs> so um according to michael mcwarder on polygon um epic games is going to be acquiring oh, rocket league okay yeah okay or actually the studio i should say I they're, this. obviously they're acquiring rocket league as well but they're acquiring the studio so mm. psionics i believe is set to be um become a part of epic games sometime between the end of may or early june is what oh. the story says that's yeah. cool. Yeah, super cool. So I, I only remember Psionics like, all the time because um, what's called uh, their vice president of publishing, um, Jeremy Dunham, mm-hmm. used to be a podcast Beyond alum. Yep. So I'm just I, I always remember Psionics. I'm just like, yeah, yeah they're getting work. lots of good stuff now. <laughs> but um, let's see, yeah, here in the story, the studio is based in San Diego, and it currently has about 132 people. Mm. So small, small er studio, but. Good, good moves for them, though. Yeah, so Rocket they're... League was huge. Still mm-hmm. is, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still huge. I think I saw something that there's the, what's it called? Some kind of um, review bombing of Rocket League on Steam currently because of it, but I'm not going to go into that because yeah. I don't care. So. That's, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's, that's really cool, though. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for yeah. for the whole studio there. So it's a really big kind of like acquisition mm-hmm. thing there. Growing. 
which you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I got for my stuff here. What do you got for us, Michael? I got three, uh-huh. but I'm going to start off with a little bit of a weird, sad, good story. It's all oh, a range of emotions going on. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, director of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie says Sonic will look different in the final cut. Now, as we all know, I'm pretty sure everyone, that um, the Sonic trailer came out and it it was something uh. very 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 disappointing i'll just say and sonic looked very not sonic <laughs> and there, explain explain why he didn't look like sonic he uh, there's so many things wrong his, this, <laughs> his teeth looked weird his eyes his whole face looked weird his yeah. body he just wasn't sonic okay put it now plainly. now i now uh what was it uh tim gettys on on kind of funny right he he also made the comment that i was thinking is that people complaining about the teeth sonic has always had human teeth yes okay I think, so what's the matter with i think the teeth? it's because like in the pictures he has it's just one white bar yeah. and i then, mean you still see the lines yeah the but bars. this i think it's just it because looks you actually so see realistic <laughs> it's kind of off-putting to people ah okay okay but is that, uh, is that what's off-putting to you is because it looks too real a little bit yeah mm. but uh um there was obviously huge backlash yeah from this and all this stuff and it's gotten to the point where jeff flower who is the director of it Mm -hmm. said in a tweet thank you for the support and the criticism the message is loud and clear you aren't happy with the design and you want changes it's going to happen everyone at paramount and sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be so when the movie comes out i believe november 8th from now to November 8th, that's like, what, seven months, I think? Yeah, something like that. They're going to completely change what Sonic looks like. <laughs> now, I find that good and bad. Yeah. And the good is in the terms of it's cool they, they re, I guess, realize that it's not what fans want. Yeah. And they're acknowledging that. But it's also bad that they're changing it this late mm. and why they thought they shouldn't have like made him look more like what fans wanted it in the beginning mm. like i understand yeah. like you want to have your own creative ideas and put that out there but they would have to know that there's there's gonna be some kind of backlash to this yeah but then on the opposite side it's i feel like it's too late to change it like mm. Yeah, we're really we're really close. Yeah, it's November, right? It's no, yeah, November eighth. Yeah, we're like six months away, basically. And I've come to terms that this movie obviously is not for me. And wait, I, wait, what? You're not going to see the movie? I, I'll probably see the movie, but I I don't think I'm going to like it. Oh, I'll okay. watch it, but I've come to terms that this movie isn't for um, Sonic fans like me who grew up with Sonic. I feel like it's more mm. for newer generations of Sonic, like younger kids and stuff, like who don't have that nostalgia factor with sonic and that's yeah. fine it's for a certain audience i feel like mm. but i don't i don't i don't think i like them changing it this late it bothers me yeah <laughs> it's, now now um for the sake of conversation yes um why why do you feel like there's no nostalgia factor in there what do you mean 
Like in terms of, um, you said that you don't feel like it's for older Sonic fans and stuff. Because it, it, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that only Sonic people would know. Like yeah, there's like dialogue and like all that stuff, but just himself as a character in this movie, it doesn't feel like Sonic to me. Okay. Like this. So what? What? Is, I guess the next question then. What? What does Sonic feel like to you then? Like don't say chili dogs. No. Oh, God. <laughs> like there's a picture of somebody of of some guy on Twitter that changed what most sonic fans like me would want like that oh okay okay yeah not not like more like that sonic adventure feel or sonic adventure 2 look he kind of like he doesn't even like even in the trailer he's not he seems more he looks a bit like a real boy yeah like a real boy <laughs> that's a weird way to put it i i don't know how to describe it it's just i don't get that nostalgia factor when i see that one to that one yeah but what about like dialogue wise and things like that because i feel like he's still he's i feel like they're trying to definitely make it like how sonic talks normally like they make him edgy and always with the puns and things and not a he's not like a like a little nice boy who just no no not at all says things that are nice and you know he's still talking i feel like sonic Mm -hmm. and that's with my very limited experience with the series he 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 has that same attitude yeah but again that's, that's the word attitude it's 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 different because it's not it's 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 thrown off just because of the looks and uh, and just the the voice i know it's not the original guy who did it yeah it's yeah. the guy from parks and rec and stuff mm-hmm. and he, he sounds like he's doing a job good job but it's it just seems like this sonic's for a different audience than like olden time fans which is not a bad thing mm. it's just they're definitely not reaching for that nostalgia factor and the look and voice and stuff uh, okay so so in your mind you think if if they had gotten the, um, what's it called, the guy who originally did the Sonic voice and made it look um, more like Sonic in the games and stuff with, like, the kind of more, like, CGI-ish kind of, like, look and everything, you think that would have made it more it for Sonic fans like you? I feel like so. It would have made it more um, appealing yeah. to Sonic fans like me, I feel like. Okay. I'm not gonna say because I, 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 this might be totally off for me, but I feel like this movie was going to be not something any Sonic fans would want. Oh yeah. In general, even if those changes were made, for sure. Because I think for there's sure. always going to be something that people are going to be like, like, no, it's not, it's not Sonic. Where's the, where's the things I want there? And it's just then and when it comes down to it, I think it's just people want Sonic games. They don't want Sonic movies. Mm-hmm. Which, but. which is, I definitely agree with. Like how I said before, this is not for the diehard sonic fans this is for a new audience of sonic who's just like here's the new sonic here's what you're seeing now and like sonic boom or whatever mm-hmm. the tv show that's come out and stuff so and that's not a bad thing again yeah. it's not a bad thing but ah, but for sonic's number one fan yeah it's not great not great <laughs> i think that's the other point why i don't like them changing it then it, it shows me that they're trying to reach for a bigger audience they're trying to bring mm. more people into like don't yeah i mean that's I always the goal i, I, I understand that like you want more people to see the movie and you want like to have it to be bigger and more money and stuff but yeah that's completely taking away from their creative idea of what they wanted it to be and they're just throwing yeah. that kind of out the window yeah i think i think in the end if you're making a movie off of some kind of like tv show license or mm. like video game license and stuff you you have to try and grab the people that enjoy those things because yeah. i mean like 
Joe Schmo kid over there is not going <laughs> to know Sonic and he's not going to care about Sonic. No. Just because it's like a funny looking movie and stuff. He's like the main people are going to care about are the ones who have played Sonic games. It's true. And then maybe like random kids because their parents are like need some kind of movie to bring them to. <laughs> Watch this for two hours and don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me eat my popcorn and cry into my licorice. All right. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. So we'll see what the new design looks like. And whenever they show that until November, but not, <laughs> not promising. Yeah. One, um, cause I, I think when I was reading about the, not, not reading about the, um, change stuff, when I heard that it was going to be changed, um, I had seen, um, Alana Pierce on Twitter. She was talking about the changes things and I liked her kind of like, um, summarization of it. She said, um, I feel I should mention that despite making fun of it, just like many of us did with Will Smith and Aladdin, etc., I never would have asked that Sonic be changed. I think a lot of feedback has been solid, but I don't want any animators working overtime for a CGI blue hedgehog. Exactly. 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 <laughs> oh, a lot of, man. a lot of problems there. Sonic. But on to the next story, <laughs> brighter news. Um, I didn't know this was a thing to begin with, Okay. but there's a World Video Game Hall of Fame. Did you know that? I think I'd heard of it before. I just didn't look into what kinds of things are on there. Yeah, so it doesn't say when it was created, the Hall of Fame, at least from this article. Oh, no, no, it does. Created in 2015, but uh, in the National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. But... Uh, how many games were a couple games were inducted into the hall of fame this year okay okay i'm just gonna mention a couple of them um the first one was microsoft solitaire yeah, yeah. do you remember that game oh yeah i remember it i remember playing that game and i didn't know how to play it <laughs> <laughs> so i would try it for like five minutes and then turn it off because it always had that do you i'll turn this to you do you remember the castle oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember you could like change the the card and stuff if you wanted it to look different and stuff too mm-hmm so I thought that was cool. Um, the other games that were coming out or that's inducted um, was there's been Doom, there's been Tetris, there's been World of Warcraft, Halo Combat Involved, which is very... Oh, that's the first Halo. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Halo Combat Evolved was the full name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, yeah, um, I was like, that belongs in there. It should be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another game that this article is not listing, which is weird. You remember what the game was? Or? Um, I want to say it was like a Castlevania. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. I'm stalling. I thought this article was going to be good with that. <laughs> but it wasn't. Didn't do your research, Michael. Didn't do my research for this one. <laughs> but, um, okay, here we go. The other games that were inducted. This year? This year. Okay. There was Solitaire and... Where the freak is it? <laughs> Why did not? Apparently, this one doesn't have it either. Any articles had it. <laughs> uh, you had to have read it somewhere. I did. I did. I think I must have changed articles for some reason. Oh man, Michael, rookie, rookie mistake. You <laughs> Very never big articles. rookie mistake. <laughs> I want to say it was a Castlevania game. Okay, okay. We're gonna assume it was a Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. You let us know next week. So yeah, we'll, just. I'll, we'll but I, th- it out. I thought I think it's cool that there's a Hall of Fame for video games. Oh yeah, no, that's super cool. Yeah. I'm actually surprised Solitaire wasn't on there. Yeah. Actually, is Pong in there? I, I want to think Pong's in it, because yeah. that's, like, one of the very first games. Yeah. Or, like, the very first, like, one of the very first huge ones. Yes. Found it. Oh, okay. Microsoft Windows Solitaire. Mm-hmm. Not Castlevania. Mortal Kombat. Oh, like the OG Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. Okay. Super Mario Kart. Okay. And a game I've never heard of 
Colossal Cave Adventure. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. Either. Yeah, no idea what that game is. Hmm. Okay, but it's cool. Okay. There, I think there's a total of uh, four, five, six, seven, 20 plus games in the Hall of Fame right now. Oh, wow. The likes okay. of Final Fantasy VII, Grand Theft Auto Three, mm. John Madden Football, Zelda, Pac-Man, Pong. Oh, nice. There the we go. Sims, Tomb Raider. Any Galaga in there? Space Invaders. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. And the best one, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god, for real? Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog's good. All right, this, this <laughs> list has lost credibility with me. Wow. Okay, then. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. I didn't, oh, okay, didn't okay. know that from the beginning that there was a Hall of Fame for video Did you games. say Super Mario was in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Super Mario. I think because I think you said Mario Kart was in mm-hmm. there. Or like Super, Super Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah. yeah. Never played that one. Yeah, no, I never played that one either. Because that was on the, the SNES thing, right? I think so, yeah. So yeah. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I think the first Mario Kart I ever played was the N64 one. That's it shame here all right not that's it I've, I've played other ones after but that was the first one that i played i didn't know there was one before that but um next story oh. and this one's uh just a little i guess easter egg for what i liked oh, it was yeah. on polygon and rage 2 is going to be also playable on the dreamcast Dreamcast in quotations, In right? quotations, yes. So now you told me you'd explain to me what this means. I will explain to you what this it. means. I will read this. Bethesda Softworks sparked some confusion today when it uh-huh. announced it was giving away a custom-built Dreamcast that plays Rage 2. How could a console from 1999 be able to play a 2019 Rage sequel? After reading the fine print and checking in with the developers, Polygon has confirmed that it's a custom PC wedged inside a Dreamcast-shaped shell. Okay, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah. <laughs> so basically it's it the, the it the looks sh- like a dreamcast it is a dreamcast on the outside but it's a pc on the inside yeah so you plug it into your tv and uh, you can play only okay. rage 2 <laughs> oh is it really only rage yeah 2? it's only rage 2 oh that kind of sucks but uh <laughs> the official route it's a contest now yeah so you had to go on twitter and retweet something um, about rage 2 rage 2's link to this stuff uh, okay. and then they would pick the winner but official rules for the contest say that the winner receives a custom PC valued at $590. Bethesda tells that there's no actual Dreamcast bits to speak of aside from the shell itself. So mm. it's Rage 2, you beat Rage 2, and then it's basically a collector's item. Oh, okay, okay. Kinda Did they? Re- oh, sorry, go ahead. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that one? Was it for Sekiro? The... Oh, yeah, yeah, Sekiro. Yeah, but that yeah. one could probably, not probably, but could play other. Yeah, because yeah, that PS4, was an actual PS4, yeah. yeah. But uh, what were you going to say? Um, oh, I almost forgot. Hold on. Um, did they say why they chose a Dreamcast shell? No. They just... I think they just thought it was cool. All right. In the day... Oh, yeah. Still in the day marked by other seemingly Mad Lib style retro gaming headlines, they said it's a fun promotion to do. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they just... Someone there probably enjoyed the Dreamcast, and they're like, I've got a Dreamcast shell, guys. Let's make this happen. There's not enough love for the Dreamcast, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Are we sure it's not an appropriate amount of love for the <laughs> I think Dreamcast? There should be more. <laughs> but uh, the winner will be announced on May 6th. Oh, so today? Yeah. Oh, I, right. I wanted to retweet it, but I'm Did you like, not retweet I it? I didn't retweet it. What the heck, Michael? I know. I was like, how, uh, how could you? I just didn't. Man. I just didn't. Yeah. Now, if it was a Sonic Team Racing oh, Dreamcast. I'd have been the first one to yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why you didn't. Yeah. it wasn't signed Team Racing. Because Rage, I'll probably I'll get Rage Two eventually. Yeah. Not when it comes on initially, but when it's on sale. Because <laughs> we we both played the first yeah. Rage and it was fun. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember. Did you even play much into it? Because I didn't play much into it either. Uh, maybe a couple hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's like maybe, maybe a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's maybe closer to like an hour. For, maybe, yeah, because I remember driving us, around, maybe. going to the first like complex, killing people, and then driving back. And mm-hmm. I remember it. taking an uh, abnormally large amount of time in the beginning just trying to do those... What was that thing called? The the spinny stick that oh, you throw. Oh, yeah. Right, with the, the bladed stick thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, I just remember doing that thing for an abnormal amount of time and just, like, looking at how pretty the characters were, and that was it. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't get super far in there. <laughs> oh, uh, good old days. Yeah, good old days, man. Rage 1 had those really good commercials with uh, the basketball player. Oh, Blake Griffin. Remember when he, it when it was first coming out? Yeah, it was oh, on TV. I missed these commercials. Oh, he was fighting like a panther and stuff, and he was what like the on the heck? side of their window and stuff. I don't know why they chose him, but yeah, what was okay. there any basketball in the game? I don't think so. I guess neither of us <laughs> know of us enough know. of that. Never... <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. interesting. That's those are all my stories. Oh, okay, okay. But if I wanted to know when Rage Two was coming out exclusively on the PlayStation. Where would I go to? <laughs> now, while Rage 2 isn't coming exclusively to PlayStation, <laughs> you would probably come to the podcast and listen to Segment 3, the entire list of upcoming games on the PlayStation Network, as listed by Justin Massengale, brought to you by the Bros and Console co-hosts each and every weekend. Nice. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of pauses in this. Oh, yeah. A lot of pauses here. But um, eh, let me see. It's like an it's like an okay sized list this week. It's not not huge. Mm-hmm. There's there's some cool ones in here though. So this is for actually the the current week that we're in. So the Tuesday the seventh mm. is kind of like like the the PlayStation does their drop things on Tuesday. That's that's usually when most of their stuff starts to update and then it kind of comes trickles out through the week if they need more. Um, but first up on the drop this week we have Doling's Arcade coming to the ps4 on the 9th so that's a thursday release um dolings brings unique gameplay mechanics through its interesting characters and the world while combining together the best that all known what that all known arkanoid games have to offer okay i guess it's a real sentence polished <laughs> with a modern look and design i don't know what the arkanoid is though i don't it sounds familiar it sounds just like arachnid so like a spider Maybe. I see a spider There's... Deadpool looking thing on here. Oh but wow! I don't know what I like when I first looked at this. These things looked like Geo dudes to me. Oh yeah, so they I kind of do. So I don't really know what's going on, especially the one in the back, right? But they're dough. Like yeah, it's... dough. I guess I don't know what these <laughs> things are though. Um, this one I'm kind of excited for. Um, called For the King coming out on Tuesday. Um, for the King is a strategic RPG, not the not, not the, the blocky turn-based or not turn-based, but tactical. Yeah, yeah, not not necessarily that. So, uh, strategic RPG that blends tabletop and roguelike elements in a challenging adventure that spans the realms. Set off on a single-player experience or play cooperatively, both online and locally. None before you have returned from their journey will you put an end to the chaos. I think this was one of the games that was at PAX that I kind of saw as I was walking through like the indie mega booth area. Oh, really? And it looked it looked pretty cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and check out the trailer once this thing's up on the store. Um, next up, we got Frain. Uh, I don't know, that's a weird spelling. F R A N E. Um, colon Dragon's Odyssey. Oh, man. And wait. I guess it's more like Dragon's Odyssey. Because Dra- it's the multiple Pasha- dragons. That's weird, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the plural dragons. It's multiple dragons' Odysseys, guy. 
But uh, it's coming to PS4 and Vita. It's a cross-buy, and it's oh, a Chemco game. man. So, <laughs> Chemco, man, just making all these games, all these RPGs. Um, an odyssey to the world below. Set out for... What? Set out for in search of a missing girl and adventure out in a fantasy action RPG. Take on enemies with weapons and magic in quick-paced action battles. <laughs> explore dungeons craft items upgrade weapons cook dishes and enjoy your quest with a variety of original and colorful characters now i i just want to know yep. justin if he just he sees these descriptions and, <laughs> and just laughs and just keeps them in because they're funny to him <laughs> i assume he's got to like this is this is this is going on for a long long time like, yeah way before we started podcasting and way before other podcasts were going on so I believe this is just, it, it's. I think it's literally just, to my understanding, it always sounds like games come in, they have like their kind of like paragraph strap line kind of thing, right? And it's just kind of like cut and paste, like they cut it out, put it in here. Mm. And usually this is stuff that's in their um, description on the actual store anyways, but yeah, just they, they have them write them. They're not, dude, they're not auto-checking these things for no. them, they just... Put it in as is, and that's that's the <laughs> makes <ridiculous>. it fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why it's so ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> um, next up, we got Lost Artifacts Soulstone coming on Tuesday. After the Soulstone is stolen during an auction in the National Museum, Claire and her helpers witness the revival of the Terracotta Army and its emperor. So this, this game may not be allowed in China. Oh, um, not. <laughs> go on a journey through a country full of myths in the exciting casual strategy game Lost Artifacts Soulstone. Man, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. I honestly I was I was looking at the the people cuz they're posing very weird. Oh, yeah. Especially the old man just that turned around look. Yeah. But I didn't notice that was a dragon in the background. Oh yeah, I yeah, just thought I just it was like that. part of the mountain. <laughs> nope. Yeah. This is very very strange looking. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this at all. Um, next one, we got Lovecraft's Untold Stories coming out on Friday the 10th for PS4. Lovecraft's Untold Stories is an action roguelite with RPG elements. Explore Ooh. randomly generated levels based in HP Lovecraft stories, fighting cultists and monsters from the mythos, improving your weapons and gear, solving puzzles, and looking for ways to defeat the great old ones and the outer gods. And also, super run-on sentences. <laughs> I feel like all of these are <laughs> all of them are like guys. You guys can you guys can take breaks. You know, like periods are okay to use. Don't yeah. don't, don't be afraid of the period. You know, uh, <laughs> could be taking it. <laughs> Just clip that out of context. <laughs> Nathan Shokat, twenty nineteen. Don't be <laughs> afraid of the periods. period. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so next up we got my big sister, which is what I'm excited about. Um, oh, really? Coming to PS4 and Vita cross by. Is it on a, Tuesday? Right, I like it. It's no, I don't actually. Wait, no, I think it actually is. Okay, but it's not. It's it's if it. I'm trying to remember. If it is, it's one of the ones that are like big games, not like the fast, easy platinum games. Oh, okay. Um, because I, yeah, I think this actually is for my like games. I'll have to confirm and get back next week. But um, my big sister is a game about two sisters trying to return home after being kidnapped by strangers. Across multiple chapters, players clear puzzles to advance through the game's story. With many secrets and multiple endings, you'll have your work cut out for you to get the ending the sisters deserve. 
Now that's a good description. That's the that's very good description. That's a good use of periods. Mm-hmm. Not too long in each thing. Nope. Simple and to the point. Uh-huh. That's that's what I appreciate. Good job, big sister. That looks creepy though. Yeah, that's why I'm interested. <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, oh man, this looks like a, it's like a, um, uh, either like 8 or 16 bit kind of like horror game Ooh. looking thing. And I'm like, oh, it looks right creepy. Up my alley. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we got Party Arcade coming out on the 8th, so Wednesday release for PS4. Party Arcade is a family friendly party game set in a virtual modern arcade. Starting with 13 addictive games, players collect tickets, unlock equipment skins, and battle against family and friends at home or online around the world. Yeah. There you go. Now, it doesn't say VR, so... No. I guess it's just a bunch of games. That'd be uh, very disorienting if it was in VR. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a little bit. Also, like, the... If you have to keep switching the VR headset amongst, like, multiple players, Sweat that sounds... Galore. Yeah, that sounds awful. Um, next up, we got Puyo Puyo Champions coming to PS4 on Tuesday. Jump straight into fast-paced puzzle action with features fit for both friendly rivalries and competitive tournaments. Challenge your friends and family in a local multiplayer or compete against players through online matchmaking. Built for all ages, this classic puzzle game has a surprisingly competitive edge. Oh. There you go, Puyo Puyo. Never get into those. Do you, have you have you played um, Puyo Puyo before? Uh, yes, somewhere. Not on. I played because I played on the Yakuza game because they had that little. Arcade. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I played it before somewhere. Okay, okay. Because I was like, I feel, I feel like I've seen you play Puyo Puyo, mm-hmm. and I was like, you don't have Puyo Puyo Tetris though. No, I don't. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I have to I have to see what this game looks like and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll have some decent soundtracks, and then it'll get me hooked there and a blend. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Next up, we got Reverse Crawl. I really hope this is like the, what's it called? This is like, when they say Reverse Crawl, I hope they mean it's it's the opposite of what the game Crawl was. Yeah, that would be cool. I really hope it is. I don't know if it is, though. Um, so, description. You're dead already, but such a trifling inconvenience isn't going to stop you, the Revenant King, from reclaiming your throne. Reverse Crawl is a fast-paced, turn-based strategy RPG that lets you lead mobs of monster minions and back-from-the-grave goons into battle against the elite armies of the Dastardly Red Queen. Yeah. All right. Doesn't sound like the actual crawl. No. But could be interesting. A lot of cool uh, characters going on. Yeah, there's a lot of of interesting art characters over here. Actually, the... I know it's not quite as, like... um, I don't want to say grainy, but like um, as like rough looking as like the Salt and Sanctuary characters, mm. but they do look a little. They remind me a little bit of that because they have that kind of like off-putting look, right? A little bit something unsettling about it. Yeah, yeah. So that might be interesting to look at. Uh, and the last one for this week, which I might be interested in, only because of the setting, <laughs> um, Shakedown Hawaii coming to PS4 and Vita cross by. Shakedown Hawaii follows three protagonists through a 16-bit open world filled with missions, side quests, arcade challenges, and empire building. Build your own legitimate, in quotations, corporation by sabotaging competitors, also quotations, rezoning land, and more. The entire island is up for grabs with the right business model. I, I want to know why they have it in Hawaii. I, I, I feel like this is actually a... Hawaii is actually a good setting for something like this because there's so little land 
True. And I feel like this would be this. This almost reminds me of like a plot in like Hawaii Five O or a something. Little bit, you know, a little bit. that's why I'm like I can see this being like a good setting. Like- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. So this, this might be interesting. I'm I'm interested in Shakedown Hawaii and my big sister this week at least. All right. Oh, and for the king, that's my other one. Oh yeah. The- but if I wanted to know what kind of awesome games were coming to the Nintendo Switch this week. Where would I go for that information, Michael? You would go to the weekly Nintendo Switch picks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Yoshi. It's Yoshi. Um, I have three choice or not choices, but picks this week. Okay, okay. And now my first one, I want to know. I feel like I've we've, we've mentioned this game before. Okay, yeah. Unless it's a different version, and this is coming out. May eighth, two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. at a price point originally of fourteen ninety nine, but this now Meow Motors. Yes. Yeah. Is this the one that you that was mentioned in the PS? I think this is one that I maybe had on the NIC a while back. Okay, because it I remember there was a cat racing game that you talked about. Yeah, not I'll, sure if I'll it was this through, one, but I, I believe it was. I mean, it, I definitely remember Meow Motors. Okay. I'll, I'll look through it as you kind of keep going. Leave a little description of it. Meet the kitties and the main heroes of the new go kart racing game. You will take to the track and play as one of a dozen colorful colorful cats memorable for their different characteristics and unique personalities. Overcome various difficulties of the tracks, drifting through mines and bombs, stop and slow down your competitors by blasting them with bubblegum, which is weird, and other astonishing weapons. And don't forget to gather power-ups along the way if you want to be the fastest driver on the track. So, did you ever check out the one that was on the PS4? No, I never got to check it out. Okay. Yeah. I think I might check this out. I might actually buy this okay. because I, I've i been in the mood for another kart racing game on the Switch. Oh, nice. Because there's only Mario Kart, really. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I need something to hold me over until Sonic uh, Team Racing comes out, even though I could just jump on the Xbox and play the first <laughs> one, All-Stars. Yeah, I was going to say, you still have that, right? <laughs> but yeah, this looks... Cats and racing. What more could you want, you know? <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's a theme people have picked up on. That like Anytime there's a cat game coming out, Michael's all over it. I love you some cat. Oh, oh, I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you, oh no. Was I think I know what you're about to say. Let's, keep this, let's keep this okay. PG here. All right. On to the next game, <laughs> which comes out May 10th uh, at a price point of $14.99. Blazing Beaks. Now, this one looks really good. Okay, okay. Yeah, read a description. Blaze your way, armed to the beak, through hordes of mutants, monsters, and other creepy creatures. But beware, collecting too many shiny things can hurt you in this unique roguelite game. So it's basically like um, um, Nuclear Throne or Enter the Gungeon kind of thing. It reminds me of a, a lot of Nuclear Throne. We have certain characters, and you get upgrades as long as long along the way as you go yeah yeah but it looks like you can be a duck a platypus and a bunch of other bird-like creatures but yeah i I do like roguelite games because they're one of those games you can just basically turn off your brain and just go in and just shoot things just live as long as you can exactly exactly my last game which i didn't even know this was coming out and I don't know how I feel about it, but it was cool to mention. Um, coming out May 10th at original price point of $39.99, but on sale for 
Saints Row the Third, the full package. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I did see that in there. Saints Row the Third. I think I liked it better than the fourth one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because the weird virtual reality thing was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, weird virtual reality is weird. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what Saints Row is, it is basically a comedic version of grand theft auto yeah in a pretty sense. much yeah. I'll, personally i find a lot funner than the grand theft auto series yeah but uh i don't know how i feel about it that it's coming to the switch oh why i something about like bigger games that aren't nintendo games coming to the switch is odd to me for some mm. reason so like when wolfenstein came yeah yeah doom i don't i i can't i still don't imagine the switch playing games like that for yeah. some reason i know i know a while back you talked about how like you you want your switch to be like your your indie, indie yeah game kind yeah. of thing do you also play rpgs on the switch other than breath of the wild and octopath that i tried for a little bit and oh, okay, xenoblade okay. but i played for like an hour yeah okay <laughs> yeah because I, w- I would imagine that rpgs would be a good thing yeah play on the switch but i guess you don't play a whole lot of them on there mm-hmm. but. Other, even unless they're like indie rpgs like a uh, cave story oh yeah yeah those are very like light versions of it yeah okay that makes sense but yeah uh, so it really is like your indie machine then mm-hmm. okay but i will say if you do have a switch and you want to play a grand theft auto type game that's better than grand theft auto i would definitely recommend getting saint show because it was a really fun game yeah, yeah. but yeah and are- also if you just want to play that and it's probably way cheap just ps4 or xbox yeah <laughs> or or that too because yeah. <laughs> i assume you're not you're getting like all the stuff with all the dlc but yeah it's it's been out for so long you can probably get it pretty cheap if you elsewhere if you if you worry about paying a bunch of money on the switch then yeah mm-hmm. i feel like the main reason just to get on the switch is the, the go aspect where you can just take it wherever you want to go yeah yeah that's definitely good but yeah those are those are my games that i have okay. this week um let's see so i only so i mean some that we talked about already um uh, oh, I was looking up. Um, I think Meow Motors is one that we talked about, but it wasn't. It was it was beaten out for. Um, I think it was uh, Kingsbird, or the, oh. yeah, the Kingsbird on. I think it was like episode fourteen. Okay, I think I remember that game. Yeah, so I think I think it was between those two that week, and I'm like, no, the Kingsbird looks way better, so went with that instead. But um, yeah, we did talk a little bit about Meow Motors back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one that one's a fun looking game. I haven't tried it yet, but eventually I hope I probably will um the other ones uh for the king was on ps4 mm-hmm. um my big sister ps4 also um those ones are coming on let's see for the king comes out on the ninth which i think is the same day as the playstation one and then uh my big sister comes out on the 10th so friday um the other one that i saw on there um a game called masquerada uh songs and shadows mm. so that's a that's a really fun looking um uh what's it called like third person um I guess, is that, I forget if that's, I always forget if that's what isometric is, but um, third person kind of like action adventure kind of game. Okay. Similar to like uh, stuff like Bastion and things like that. So that kind of gameplay, right? That kind of um, camera angle. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I have that on PS4 and I haven't started it yet, but it looks like a fun, interesting story. Like a lot of, um, what's called kind of like a political intrigue going Mm -hmm. on there. And the surprisingly the opening um movie for that when you i guess like the what is that called not not opening scene but it's like the before you get to the title screen right the um pre-game kind of like scene that you can kind of see it's like almost like a trailer within the game Right. right um really really good like the 
art and everything and just kind of like the movement of all the characters in there it's really like interesting and it looks really fluid so that cool. was that was a fun kind of like i i enjoy watching like pre-game scenes and stuff yes but that was I one i was like i was like oh this is actually pretty like detailed and surprising for for a game i wasn't expecting it from that's cool but, it, it reminds yeah. me the screenshots the animation reminds me of a uh, ruby from uh Rushi oh Chief. yeah yeah like mm-hmm. that kind of like 3d-esque i don't know how you would describe it just yeah it's got a very distinct kind of like art yeah. style and stuff yeah it, yeah it looks it looks good i'm gonna have to try it out eventually mm-hmm. but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it for the the switch this week all right now if i wanted to know what the next big indie game like undertale is going to be where would i go to find that and who would tell me this <laughs> it's like like undertale <laughs> i was trying to think of a really big indie game <laughs> all right well you would probably be right where you are just in your car driving to wherever you're going you know but listening to my voice <laughs> on the nic <laughs> So this week, actually, I was I was worried as you were building it up. I'm like, man, is it that big of an indie game? And I thought about it. I'm like, no, yeah, it, it kind of is. Okay, perfect. So apparently it, it fits well this week with your introduction, <laughs> luckily. Um, so this week um, I thought I would highlight um, a game that's kind of been in the works for a while now. Um, kind of heard things. It's kind of been talked about a lot then kind of gone quiet and then kind of here and there you get more um, news about it but now we finally have a release date which is why i was like okay this would be a good time to to highlight this on the nic um but we got here bloodstained ritual of the night oh yeah heck yeah so um game by uh, apparently three studios that have worked on it so far now um we have uh, Art Play, uh, Dico, which is D-I-C-O, and WayForward Technologies. And um, WayForward, um, I think, are the most recent studio that has kind of, like, come in to um, kind of, like, clean up parts of the game and kind of, like, help finalize things. Mm-hmm. Um, WayForward also worked on um, the Shantae series. Oh. The, the Genie series, right? That's cool, yeah. Yeah, so so they've done a lot Shantae, of good, yeah. like, um, 2D platformy kind of gameplay stuff mm-hmm. so um they're helping out with um bloodstain now and the whole entire game um being produced by koji igarashi which is the um pr- lead producer on the sh- or castlevania games from like what was it early 2000s mm-hmm. to like 2009 or 10 or so and Did that include the 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 what are those castlevania and where you're like in third person view like fighting kind of like devil may cry too oh i don't remember I what those games were called yeah it's like the um ah shoot yeah i'm forgetting exactly what it's called too but i don't remember exactly if he was a part of those ones i know he was definitely a part of the um what's called the earlier castlevania games okay. but i'd have to i have to look it up and get back to you next week um but um koji's been working on this for a long time so now we're kind of getting real close so the um release date so coming to ps4 xbox one and pc on june 18th so next month Ooh, very soon and a week later to switch so the 25th unfortunately (laughs) the the vita version was dropped uh, i think a while back they they had to make the announcement because this is one of the games that went through the um, Kickstarter 
um, ringer, mm-hmm. right? So they, they kind of like got funding through there and then started massive work on it. But I think they eventually had to take off the, the Vita version. That was, it was, I think it was one of those milestone kind of things, right? Um, but took off the Vita version just because of reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but exciting, exciting looking game. We're getting real close. So I'm very excited about that. Um, if you're unaware of kind of what Bloodstained Ritual of the Night's about, um, there is a main character whose name escapes me right now. Um, she basically kind of has this really intricate um, stained glass looking tattoo on her back. And it's made of uh, crystals that have been kind of like implanted in her body, mm-hmm. like a demon crystal kind of things. And throughout the game, you can get further, you can get more crystals and add them to the mosaic so that it becomes like a larger picture and stuff. But I believe um, the way the, the lore is kind of worked out, if the, um, so that she was being experimented on by like an alchemy guild and the process was kind of halted by one of the characters within there. Um, oh, that's her. So her name is Miriam. That's what it is. And if, it sounds like if the process had continued, she basically would have kind of like lost her life and like turns turned bad. It sounds like basically, mm-hmm. but um, she's now kind of like on this adventure to basically confront another um, experiment that has like fully demonized because of the crystals. And so she's kind of, I think, I don't know exactly how deep the um, crystal mechanic kind of goes. I don't know if it's like the more you, give up like the worst things kind of get for you as a character Mm -hmm. or if it's like you're gonna have a much harder time without the crystals help and so therefore you have to like pick and choose which ones you use which ones you don't kind of thing but i really like the the um art style and the idea that it's like a castlevania um kind of like a symphony of the night Mm -hmm. so like the semi rpg but also like classic castlevania like side scrolling hack and slash kind of gameplay I feel like that that's what I like the most is this which is weird the Castlevania Sym- Symphony of the Night comparison yeah. even though I've only played like a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of Symphony of the Night <laughs> which looks so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should watch the I'm watching a trailer of it. Oh yeah. And there's a uh, I think it's a new one that came out May 2nd. Oh wow, a couple Oh days yeah, ago. probably probably new then, yeah. And I think it's the guy who created it. What's his name? Uh Koji Igarashi. Koji. Yeah. The video starts off with gameplay and stuff and then like comments pop up saying what's wrong with the game yeah, yeah and then it gets to a point where he's like sitting at a table and he's like drinking wine and he slams it down he's like i will prove them wrong kind of thing <laughs> you should watch. it's really good oh that's great okay. <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch it right after it's like this a minute thing. 30 oh, okay okay yeah because i i like i i haven't really followed it super heavily uh, so i don't really know the like minor details and things that people are like not super hot about Mm -hmm. but um i mean because of his work with castlevania games in the past i've just always kind of been excited for it because i like the way that castlevania type games play Mm -hmm. and like feel and everything and it's always looked like it feels good when when it's being played so hopefully it'll it'll perform well when it comes out in about a month or so wow a month that's so soon i know man (laughs) we're getting so close it's crazy but Something else that's getting pretty close and it's kind of crazy <laughs> is the the finale of the Sonic Bible oh, that we've all been waiting for. So why don't we go ahead and get straight to that, Michael? All right, this is Sonic Super Fast Minute and the final chapter of the Sonic Bible. Don't cry. I know. It's a sad <laughs> day. 
The next few moments brought unspeakable panic and confusion. The monitor glowed red with a display of impending wave of radiation that somehow penetrated the Earth's surface and it was heading straight for the lab. <gasps> Kintobor scrambled to stuff the emeralds back in the bag. Sonic raced to, le to the lead cabinet and flung open its doors, but in doing so, jostled the RQBF. Kintobor lunged for the cabinet, lost his balance, and spilled the emeralds onto the floor. The RQBF turned on and cast a weird, sickly beam of light first on Dr. K, then on the emeralds, then on the half-eaten half egg on the countertop. Okay. Oh, gross. Sonic took That's shelter going. in the cabinet and reached for the Kinderboar's arm to drag him inside. Then everything stopped. There was no explosion, no shattered bits of glass or twisted metal, just silence. Sonic awakened, and I don't like that they go back back and forth from Sonic and Sonny. Wait, this is Sonny earlier? Yeah. Oh, dang. Sonic awakened in the pitch black of the lead cabinet. Dr. Kinderboar was not inside with him. Sonic struggled to open the door and peeped out cautiously, in perhaps the only cautious, cautious act of his life. There lay Kintobor, sprawled across the floor of the lab, but now he looked different, hideous, quite round, <laughs> with no muscle tone. His lab, co lab, co lab coat <laughs> wow, now stretched tight across his enormous girth. His arms were spread wide, distinned, distended by the buckets of flesh encumbering his frame. Is that, is that dis distended? Distended, thank you. Oh, okay, okay. His frame. But the most alarming transformation was not in his, in his physical person. It was in a small, significant detail that Sonic had by now most like, mostly taken for granted. The name of Kintobor's lapel pin was different. Sonic <laughs> stared at it in shock. Dr. Ivo Robotnik was his dear friend's new name. <gasps> then Sonic understood everything. Moments passed. It's difficult to say how long Sonic stood staring down at his friend. He realized he had to try to rescue his animal buddies and leave the lab in a hurry. If what he thought had happened had really happened, Kentibor had absorbed the evil of the Chaos Emeralds and well as, as well as the disgusting shape of the hard-boiled egg. Wow. He would, have, he would awaken as the vilest, most evil personality on the face of the earth, set to strike out at anything in his path. Kintobor, or shall we say Robotnik, stirred. What are you gawking at, you ugly thing? Stand still so I can rip your quills out and turn you into an armadillo bot. Wow. Yeah. Robotnik growled. Sonic jumped back and rushed out of the room to the main lab. Sca scampering at the speed of light, he had just enough time to grab a PC and race toward his friend's quarters. But by, but by remote control, Robotnik had already sealed the door to the animal habitat. Sonic bolted out the back door of the lab and then remembered the RQBF. He ran back to grab as many golden rings as he could. Then Sonic scampered away at the speed of light. Robotnik's curses echoing behind him. Damn gosh. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of logic leaps there. Yeah. <laughs> Where Sonic's like, he must have taken on all the evil from the Chaos Emeralds. I'm like, all right, guy. I didn't, I yeah, like, I don't want to say like. Yeah, I was but like, it's weird. Like? I didn't get the egg. The, his, yeah. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I know like, oh, exactly why the God. egg now. That's a reach. Ah, jeez. <laughs> the whole thing's a reach. Now has your life changed after hearing the song Bible? <sighs> For the yeah, better? I think I just lost, like, <laughs> what? Like, how many episodes has it gone on for? A good amount. 
if we say like, <laughs> like 10 six, plus 10 then plus. i lost like 150 minutes of my life or something <laughs> oh man i'm so oh, happy gosh well also why did why why did he say it all made sense when he saw ivo robotnik on there I don't was know. Was that name ever mentioned previously? No. Okay, so like, I was I like, know. I definitely don't remember this name ever being mentioned. He just put everything together and like... They just kind of... <laughs> wow. Just kinda, so many things kind of being skipped over. See, this is this is why the Sonic lore is so full of holes. Yeah. Because it comes from a Bible <laughs> it's that's the truth. full of holes. It's the truth. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Now you just got to say he stopped by his local local diner for a... Chili dog. Chili dog. <laughs> and <laughs> ran back to his mom and pa and... Oh, his paw's gone. That's right. Paws, yeah, died in sludge. Died in sludge. Maybe he's not dead though. Maybe he's shadow. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> he's a shadow of him for himself. Or Metal you know? Sonic. Robotnik oh, turned him into a metal form. Ah, this is this is this has been great. You're welcome. <laughs> so so sad that the Sonic Super Fast Minute is uh, never going to be here again. Oh, it's going to be here. It's oh, just no. not the Sonic Bible. Don't worry, it's always here. <laughs> All right. So back to regular Sonic tidbits and yes. facts and stuff. I have a backlog of it now, so don't worry. Oh, do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I was I was wondering. I was like, man, how many facts can you find? Oh, like, there's a lot. It's tough, but <laughs> apparently not anymore. Well, that is what we got for you guys this week. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to write in at brosandconsoles at gmail.com. Um, you can find Michael on Instagram as the actual Magic Mike. You can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter as LightningHatNH. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.